Hello world and welcome back to Real Talk Rajan with Nothing's Off Limits. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with me and I appreciate that. I am your host, Rajan Lewis. Now, here on Real Talk with Rajan, everything's debatable, so on any given week, we could be discussing anything from sports to music to politics. You name it, we'll discuss it. I am your host, Rajan Lewis. Now, before we get started, I want to make sure I shout out to my sponsors. Special shout out to signs2c.com. If you have any custom design needs, you need banners, you need household items, you need car magnets, you need business cards, you want to go to www.signs2c.com and get that started. And if you are looking to get into a career of cybersecurity or internet security, you want to go to CyberPrepU. They have trained IT specialists ready to get you on the track and ready to go. You want to go to CyberPrepU. Dot A-S dot M-E. That's cyberprepu.as.me. And with that being said, let's begin the show. Here on Real Talk Rajan, we have a goal of shining a light on the great things that are happening right here in the Low Country and beyond. And today, we have a gentleman who's going to be a part of the show who is no stranger to the area, no stranger to the Chuck. You know him, you love him. He is Mr. Quadro Campbell. Thank you so much for joining me, sir. Very glad to be here. Amen, amen, amen. So, please, for those who, who do not know you, please introduce yourself to the audience. Hey, Quadro Campbell, uh, former city council member in Charleston, represented the uh, east side of Charleston, uh, downtown in Canehoy community, east of the Cooper, um, fighting for issues dealing with gentrification, affordable housing, economic development issues, uh, planning issues today. Um, I still do that. I'm a real estate developer focusing on affordable housing, uh, mixed income type of products. Um, we also work, still work with low income communities, but uh, we work with them on planning. Uh, mm. So when, you know, highway projects come into your community and you're being impacted negatively, you know, we work with you to develop mitigation plans and um, just to deal with developers coming into your community and close, we might work with you to develop community benefit agreements between that community and the developer uh, so those are the type of issues we deal with. Um, and we also organize political campaigns. And I'm also an educator with uh, uh, certified in ELA and social studies. Okay, good stuff. Good stuff. So that that was a lot in a little little a lot in a little time. So I want to make sure I break that down just a just a little bit more. So for those who who do not know, you know, your your history in the game, um, you, I think one, I think you undersold your uh, your role in in the area of Charleston. So let's let's just start out. So you're from the east side. So you're what a Burke person? So you get, yeah, Burke. You went to Burke High. 1990 Burke High School. All right, That's I'm right. not gonna hold that against you. Here on That's Real Talk with John, we are at North Charleston High School. We are a Cougar show. <laughs> okay, now we got to unite if we want changes in the region. Yeah, so we we uh so we but we definitely show love to our our birth our birth birth, birth brethren. So um, I want to make sure I do just shout you out shout you out for that. Um, but growing up downtown, um, what was that like growing up downtown in the you know mid eighties early nineties um, compared to what you see down there now? Uh so. Uh, we just uh, it was close knit, you know. Um, every community from um, all around the College of Charleston, all the way back to uh, Rosemount, really was African American community going up. Um, I remember on Sundays we used to um, walk down to Hampton Park, and like all the communities used to be packed on Hampton Park. Um, we used to go hit this battery on Sundays and 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 kick it out there on the batteries on Sundays, you know. Um, you know, we used to hit Hester Park, play basketball. You know, brothers still hit Hester Park and play basketball. But 
of course, what has changed is uh, that culture, you know, the churches and the events that we used to do, church events. And, you know, I used to go to Bible study, um, you know, prayer study with my grandmother at Jerusalem Baptist Church in downtown, which started on the east side to move to the west side. You know what I mean? So um, all my aunts moved over to the west side. So we used to be back and forth visiting uh, from the east side to the west side and, um, you know, had some time living on Bayside Manor. So, you know, I've you know, you from downtown, you live all over downtown. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's what it was like. And the difference is now that those communities are no longer um, our communities. And it's amazing that the East Side Community Development Corporation still is ran by um, a strong African-American um, leader by the name of Latanya Meminger uh, Gamble. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, it's, it's amazing that she's still there and still um, fighting for the traditional community there. Um, in the midst of all that gentrification, but a lot of other communities aren't lucky like that. Um, yeah, yeah, you know they've been uh, pretty much um, eliminated. Okay, all right. So you grew up down there, and that—that's definitely. Thank you for answering that because you definitely spoke to the heart of the issue that I'm trying to get to in terms of the gentrification that's happening and the changes that are happening that are making downtown not the downtown that we remember it being um to some people that's a a, a great thing but to a lot of people that it's, it's, it's not um especially the people who've lived there for generations and generations um so you grew up uh went to burke high school what made you go into education uh well um when i was at the college of charleston i worked at the Able research center and i taught um african-american history and culture to fifth graders um you know gifted and talented fifth graders um, on the island at James Simmons um, Elementary School and um, Malcolm C. Hersey up in um, North Charleston. So, yep. um, you know, I worked at doing that and, you know, I, I love education. You know, education is our passport to um, all type of advancement and growth in our community. So, um, you know, I'm a big history buff when I was at the College of Charleston, mm-hmm. where, you know, studied at the Able Re- with the Able Research Center, Dr. Ba and Dr. Marvin Delaney and Dr. Bernard Powers. Um, so, you know, teaching history and, you know, I'm a writer, I'm a poet, you know, so, um, you know, ELA was a natural thing to me. And getting our under- students to understand how to write, how to communicate mm-hmm. um, is important to me. Um, how to think um, is important to me. So, um, you know, education is a natural fit for me. Mm, yes. Yes. And that's actually so you didn't go through the Carmen Mister program because that would have been before. I you, am a Carmen Mister. You're a Mister? Yeah, I did it in the grad program. Uh-huh. Okay. I didn't know you were a Mister. Shout, okay. Shout out, shout out to Dr. Roy Jones. Shout out to and, Dr. Roy and, Jones. And, and Winston. Hey. And Holton, and Mr. Mr. Breland. Shout out to Mr. Breland. Shout out to uh, Dr. Harris. That's it. That's like, it. Whole squad, man. Jimmy Freeman, Mr. Mister. Y'all already thank know, you, man. <laughs> so, hey, uh, so you, you went to education. So did you go, you went straight out of college into education or did you go? No, as- no, no. Actually, you know, I, I went right out of college on city council and wow. um, okay. worked with the DASH program um, in the Able Research Center for a little bit and the 100 Black Men of Charleston um, doing that. Um, and then after, you know, I left Charleston for a little while and, um, you know, did some things in retail. Um, then went back to grad school to get yeah. my master's in education. Uh, that's when we moved from Virginia back to Greenville. And I went to Clemson uh, to call me Mr. Program. And, uh, you know, love, love it. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. matter of fact, our class, my classroom was featured as a model classroom for the uh, National 
Institute for the Excellence of Teaching. So all of the um, administrators in the state in Charleston County, as a matter of fact, would have uh, been trained on a video where I teach thinking um, wow. to my students. And um, it was scored an exemplary. And uh, so they used that as a model uh, throughout the throughout the state. Okay. All right. Good stuff. So I saw this. Then I I skipped over because I thought you were a teacher, and then you went to city council. So what made you go straight to city council out of college? All right. So when I was in college, um, you know, I was president of Black Student Union. We started the NAACP on campus. We did the African American Performance Troupe. You know, um, I was part of the Black Charleston County. Um, uh, Black Voter uh, Coalition program with Marion Welch, you know, so, um, you know, I saw what was happening in my community as far as gentrification. Remember, I came on the scene talking about it um, yep. back in 1998, and so when I was first elected. So, um, you know, I saw what was happening with our education systems, how we were being shortchanged and in, in allocations, and, you know, our schools look like shantytown um, schoolhouses and and other schools, West actually look like palaces, you know. Yeah. So, um, so those are the things I saw. Um, you know, I organized um, the after-school programs when I was a senior at the College of Charleston, um, and all of the public housing complexes in downtown Charleston. We would bus students down there to um, do after-school programs with the kids, and you know, workshops on welfare reform. That was legislation that was passed in. And, you know, voter registration and community festivals on culture, you know, teaching the kids about their history and culture as black people and Africans, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, those, you know, it was just, again, a natural thing for me to, um, I was working with the East Side Community Council and I was the um, second vice chair for Charleston County Democratic Party. And so um, I was approached by community leaders on the East Side if I would consider to um, run for council. And I was against it at first. You know, I said I wanted to change the system from the outside, you know, and a um, friend of mine, Pierre Simmons, convinced me um, that, you know, I would have a significant impact if I went and got on council. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. And how long did you serve on council? Uh, eight years. Eight years. Two terms. Dope. Dope, dope, dope. All right. So you in the classroom, you've already served on council. Then you moved to Greenville and you started over. So, so you moved to Greenville and started doing real estate, working in real estate and zoning and planning? Uh, education. So I have a consultant firm that I have with my wife. Um, she's an urban planner. And mm -hmm. uh, so um, while I teach, you know, we work on real estate development projects. So we build multifamily projects and we're developers. So we partner, we have a partnership with a, a developer out of Milwaukee. And um, with them, you know, we build multifamily type of products and, you know, 50 to 100, 150 units to 200 units. Um, uh, we're able, we have the capacity to put together those type of projects. And, um, but at the same time, um, I, I was at Legacy. Uh, I was the chairman of the English department and uh, eighth grade team lead. And, you know, I'm the chairman of the Democratic Black Caucus up here and, um, you know, neighborhood president for, uh, old mill community called Pope Mill. Um, wow. You know, so, um, you know, we're, we've always know with my, we've got a great team of people that help me with all this stuff. So it, it's never just me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So um, with the team, we're able to do a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So you're living your life. You're in Greenville. 
You're able, you know, you 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 operate in the way you operate up there, and then civil unrest happens. George Floyd. No, no I have an office in Charleston, um, 60 America Street. And okay. I, I rent from the East Side Community Development Corporation down there. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because a lot of my work is in Charleston. You know, um, I do the African American Tourism uh, Conference. I did the Economic uh, Impact Study on African American Tourism at USC. Okay. And I'm pushing um, that legislation locally and statewide um, to get more local governments to invest in African American tourism. It's a uh, $2.4 billion industry um, that that we don't invest in as local governments. That, right. We're not focusing on. So if you just focus a little bit, just invest in a little bit of that, um, that could be a tremendous windfall for our community. So um, uh, I'm in Charleston a lot. So, um, yeah. and uh, you know, I work with Representative Gilliard, I work yes. with Senator Kimson, I work with Representative Marvin Bendarvis, Jerome Hayward, uh, Councilman now, newly elected Councilman, um, and Councilman Mike Brown, um, yeah. you know, Councilman Woman Virginia Jameson. So, um, you know, I, I work with a lot of those cats continuously. Uh, oh, policy, elected, you know, getting elected, you know, so, you know, do a lot of that. And I was Bernie Sanders state director for a little bit. That's what I was going to ask. Weren't you a Bernie Sanders state director? I was going to, I was, I was right. actually going to ask that question. So, all right. So you, so you, you, so you are, you do have an office here. The George Floyd stuff kicks off. Um, Ahmaud, Ahmaud Arbery, Breonna Taylor and civil unrest breaks out all over the country. Um, how, first of all, before we even talk about the protest, how were you uniquely impacted by that situation? Well, I mean, um, I mean, as a black man, you 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 you're enraged. You know, I mean, I, I think um, David Chappelle summed it up in his his piece, eight forty six. You know, what I mean, um, this is the the fact. This is what we deal with on a daily basis, like that mentality as it relates to our community. Um, him having his hands on his pocket as he was taking life from this man. That's what they do to our community. You know what I mean? Every yeah. day, you know, while we might not be protesting and fighting, we're getting the light squeezed out of us economically, we're getting the life squeezed out of us in the education system, we're getting the life squeezed out of us criminal justice system, we're getting the light squeezed out of us in the medical system. You know what I mean? The discrimination which COVID-19 has highlighted, the disparities in our community. We're literally getting the life squeezed out of us every day. We're not protesting, we're not rioting every day. But we're getting the life squeezed out of us every day. Um, so when you know, you know, that's I, I think he summed it up. You know, that's that's the mentality. That's how I feel and, and the rage. But you know, I've been doing this for a minute. When um, Walter Scott was was murdered and shot in the back, I felt the same way. I mm. felt watching um, eight forty six. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's running, he's shot in the back. You know what I mean? The guy tried to plant something on him, and you know I was enraged then. But we organized after that with the North Charleston. Civil Coalition for Reform, and we put together reforms. And a lot of those reforms have been implemented in the city of North Charleston. You know, mm -hmm. do they need to be strengthened? Do we need to, to go um, to go further? Yes, mm -hmm. but we took action by organizing. And so when this happened, my mindset immediately went to, you know, now that, you know, that what didn't happen then as to what happened now, when Walter Scott was killed, we didn't have corporations saying we need to deal with racial injustice, right? We didn't have the Senate Republicans saying we need to pass criminal justice reform. Right, I, heard Lizzie, right. I heard Lizzie Graham say this morning that he's up open to increasing minimum wage as a part of the stimulus package. What? Right. So we haven't had these type of conversations in a long time. So 
it's really incumbent upon us. And I felt my responsibility is, is to work to, to organize the leadership so we can put together an agenda that 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 we can get something done when that's all when all the dust settles because the dust yeah. will settle. The dust will settle. And when the dust settles, what are we gonna look back and say we've done? Yeah, I I one so astutely said, like like that was like the nutshell. And I guess that really gets me to my point about how do you how have you felt about the reaction from um the African American community and the world and in, in response to this. Um there's been a lot of criticism of our younger people for the violence with which they they've approached approached this topic. Um and you know they're like you know we wish they wouldn't be burning stuff down. We wish they wouldn't be doing this. We wish they wouldn't be doing that. Um what what was your original thought surrounding the way they approached it? Um well, I mean, some some of that stuff was provoked. So, I mean, you know, a lot of stuff was, you know, the, the intent was to, to come out and 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 protest, you know, mm -hmm. peacefully. Um, and and things got out of hand. You yeah. know, but am I am I um, angry or upset that the young generation expressed their their anger? Um, I, I'm not. Um, and what, what, what I'd like to see, which is why I'm, I'm working with the fashion that I'm working in, is to see our anger channeled in, in more positive um, directions, you know yeah. what I mean, uh, to get some reforms done and to get some actual change done. But sometimes, you know, um, as Martin Luther King, I think people have been saying this quote a long time, it's the message of, it's, it's the voice of the unheard, you know what I mean, riots are in, in, in protests and demonstrations. <laughs> So um, people said they don't like the way the young people reacted. Well, I don't like the way people react to the institutional and the symbolic neck um, foot on my neck or knee on my neck yeah. um, that is going on in our community every day. So you don't like that. I don't like. I don't like what's happening to us. Absolutely, absolutely. So I, I I love the fact, like you said, you know that your the rally that you guys are doing, the BLM, a Black Agenda, what do we want a pro rally um, is it, like what, what made you guys go about it the way that you are? Cause it's definitely a different approach than what we've seen from a lot of the other protests that have happened, rallies that have happened. Well, the other, the other events happened so that this could happen. Yes. Uh, I, I, I see they're all um, a part of one um, chain of events. You know, you get the attention, you agitate, um, you organize and you and you get the attention, and then you um, put together. You know, you have your agenda on the table, and then you try to get the, the get, try to get some things done. Yes. And so, um, I felt like we were at a point where everyone was beginning to say, "Well, what do you guys want? Mm -hmm. you know, what do you want?" <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're listening. What do you want? And so, um, the only people who can really define that is our leadership. One thing I did not want to see is. You know the corporations telling us what they were going to get do for us. Yeah, or, yeah. Or the yeah. politicians to tell us what they're going to do for us. Uh, we need to define that for ourselves as a community, and it can't be one you know one sect or one crew or one clique. It has to be a cross section of leadership in our community, young and old. You know what I mean? Um, you know, every Mason, non-Mason, Greek. You know, uh, faith-based, secular neighborhood organizations, and uh, whatever civil rights organizations in our community, we all got to come together and define what it is we what we want, and that's yeah. the Black Agenda. 
Yes. So when, when when you're highlighting the black agenda, like I said, when I first saw it, the first thing that stuck out to me was the fact that it was an actionable plan with actionable items, which was broken down really by by different sections of, of individual cities, which I loved. Like for me, that was that was the lesson plan as a teacher, educators. That's the lesson plan. This is APK. All right, this is our activating prior learning. This is our lecture. Like we're, we're going to start checking. Like this, I, I loved it. So, can you talk a little bit about you know what went into that planning process? Uh, well, what the plan is out. First of all, we we, we got together um, on Zoom um, as a group, and every leader um, basically we just went around the room, and and people put on the table what they believe we needed to be um, asking for as a community from local government. Mm -hmm. um, and so that first came the, the first set of things, which was um, a list of economic justice reform, a list of education reforms, a list of criminal justice reforms. Um, but then as we move forward in discussion, we realized that we needed to address this by um, municipality, by mm -hmm. government agencies. What do we, and, and to be even very specific, as to what um, we're asking for, because government is very specific yeah. in what it can do and what right. it can deliver. And so we need to be specific in what we're requesting. So when we request that 990, 990 Morrison Drive um, be um, you know, given to a community-based organization to do a, a economic development project that includes affordable housing that the community controls you know, versus them giving it to a developer to do some market rate mixed use housing that's already inundated in that area. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, you know, but that's the specificity, that's, uh, you know, the specifics we want. The other thing, you know, when we talk about, you know, drainage and, and, and drainage issues in, in, in Mount Pleasant, right? Snowden, you know, the Cage communities, you know, the Phillips community, you know, so, um, you know, when you talk about their drainage being clean and, and the fact that the, the local government has refused to allocate resources to that community for decades. Yeah. And so, yeah. you know, simple requests that other communities get all the time. Our community has been, been neglected and ignored, and it's because of institutional racism and racist mindsets. All right. And so when, so when we're going for our economic justice agenda, we're going to be very specific. You right. know what I'm saying? And we're going to, you know, with the audits in place, we're going to be very specific. You know, we don't want to, you know, one of the recommendations that came out of the city of Charleston's police audit was um, that the traffic stops show significant racial um, disparities, uh -huh. right? And their recommendation was <laughs> to do better data collection. Well, that's not going to stop the, the, the racist traffic stops. No. You know what I'm saying? What's going to stop the racist traffic stops is sensitivity training, and penalties for yeah. those that violate, you know, the pr the process and the procedure. Yeah. That's those. So, so we have work to do, man. And so that's 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 why our our our, our agenda is so specific. Ah, I love that, man. I love that. And who are the um the partners that you're working with on on this on this, um on this rally? All right. So on the rally, uh, the committee members for the rally are. Um, uh, Latanya Gamble, president of the Eastside uh, Community Development Corporation. Um, Marcus McDonald, he's the president of Black Lives Matter Charleston. Uh, Akela Sellers, who is the president of the Black Student Union for the College of Charleston. She was also a college outreach coordinator for the Bernie Sanders campaign, and she 
uh, political director for Wendell Gilliard's campaign, Young Sister, um, but dynamic from downtown Charleston. Um, and also uh, young brother, Eric Manning, who's the son of senior Eric Manning um, at Mother Emanuel. He's the president of the Young Democrats um, and then young man by the name of Brandon. I'm not sure of Brandon's last name, but he organized the Mean Man March um, that happened. Um, oh, Brandon Talley. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's oh, it. Yeah, Brandon Talley. Yeah, Brandon. And um, so so those those are the cats that have been working. We meet every night, you know, playing and, and, and putting this thing together. And um, so, but the support comes from all the organizations as part of the leadership. Yes. Coalition. So that would be um, in addition to organizations I just named. You know, we've got we've had elected officials on that call. We've got the communities from Mount Pleasant on the call. Other downtown North Charleston communities like the Wayland, um, Ackerbee, um, that's been on the calls. Uh, churches like Reverend Holt's Church. You know, everybody's uh, familiar with Royal, Royal. Yeah. North Charleston. You know what I mean? He's uh, his voice has always been strong. Um, so you know, Pastor Dixon. Has been on the calls um, and has been really supportive. Um, so we've got like a cross section of, of different types of organizations that have come together to put this together. Awesome. So if they come out tomorrow, it's a Saturday. Um, Saturday. If, they, if they come out, what what can they expect when they come out on Saturday? So when they come out Saturday, what they can expect is um, one, they can go to various tables and, and learn about you know criminal justice reform, sign up for a voter engagement program that's going to be happening in the community. Um, but what they can all, what they're also going to get is um, some, um, some basically some speeches. So the first hour will be dedicated to hearing about the policy platforms that we're going to be addressing. So we're going to have a few speakers on economic justice, a few speakers on educational reform, and a few speakers on criminal justice reform. And then we're going to do breakout sessions. Okay. Right. So it's like a, it's going to be like a conference, mm -hmm. but outdoors at a rally. Right. right. And do breakout sessions. So we'll have a big plenary session where we have the speakers and then we'll do breakout sessions on economic justice reform. And that will be your call to action. So that'll be the call to action. So when you break down into the specific groups, when you go into economic justice, you'll be, you'll one, sign up for notifications um, and updates of, of different actions and activities that's gonna take place. And you're also going to come to a consensus on what the next direct action is gonna be. And so we're gonna have some suggestions already identified um, each group will have a facilitator that will facilitate that group um, through that those, those activities. But at the end of it, they would have signed up for a future activity and they would have um, direct uh, information as it relates to what is the next step yeah. for direct action, right? Okay. And some of those things that we're going to be suggesting um, will be uh, just, if I can go over them real quick, I've been working on this today. Um, a suggestion might be a, um, a rally or a protest at the school board meeting in support of a proposal to modernize and update facilities in African-American communities in North Charleston. Yeah. So if you look at those facilities, those elementary schools in North Charleston that our kids go to, they are deplorable compared to the schools in Mount Pleasant. Absolutely. And if all kids are equal and all things are the same, then all of our kids deserve the same. Or we might do a protest at the city of Charleston council meeting coming up in July, right? Why? Because of the lack of black businesses benefiting from the tourism industry. Or we might do a rally in North Charleston, right? Okay. In support of the police, independent police audit that they're working on. 
or we might protest county council for the lack for their rejection of a black economic stimulus plan that was presented to them um, over the course of the years and and just you know serving notice to them. So, but we want the community to come to a consensus or yeah. each group to come to a consensus on what their next action will be. Um, I love the that. types of actions they're going to implement. And um, once we have that, we'll update the website with that information, communicate it to everybody, and put marketing material out there for everybody and uh, get to it. Awesome. I love that. And that website, what is that website that, that people can go to for updates? It's going to be uh, SC Black Agenda 2020. Black Agenda 2020. SC Black Agenda 2020. Now, if you are watching this right now, and I know a lot of people at work and, you know, there are a lot of things going on. So we're not, we're not probably not very high viewed right now. But if you're watching this and you want more information, you got to make sure you go to that website. You make sure you contact uh, Mr. Gilliard. Make sure you contact his partners that are working on this. They're putting a lot of work into this because it needs to happen. Um, this moment can become a movement if we are active and we activate ourselves. We all have a role to play. Maybe everybody's not a protester. Maybe you're a, a boots on the ground person who can go knock on doors and push the agenda. Maybe you're a person who knows people who know people and you can connect them to Wendell. You can not Wendell, sorry, connect them to Mr. Campbell as well as the the uh, the other gentlemen who are gentlemen and ladies who are on the front lines trying to make this happen. But this can go beyond just one thing that happens. Every single every few years, we have one big blow up, and everybody's like, Oh, I'm so angry. But what comes out of it? Like uh, Mr. Campbell has said already, like we're in a place now where people are listening, people who have not wanted to listen to us for decades, who have not wanted to hear a word from black people since the civil rights movement are actually listening to us now. And they're saying, OK, what can we do to, to make y'all stop? <laughs> and that's a crazy statement. But they're listening. We're, we're at the, for the first time since the Confederacy, we are at a place where we do not have any Confederate flags being represented as a as a state state a national state flag. That in and of itself is amazing. We have people making changes. NASCAR said, "Black people, how can we help?" NASCAR. So when we got people like that listening to us, we definitely need to capture this moment and make the most of it. Um, Mr. Campbell, um, if they want to keep up to you, keep up with you, or get more information about what's going on, please let them know how they can find you, sir. Uh, they can either uh, go to um, contact me on Facebook uh, and, and send me their you know email address and I'll uh, get them there, sign them up to our newsletter. Or they can go to our website, jc-associates.com and uh, you know connect with us there, sign up for a newsletter there online. Um, so you know Instagram, any Twitter, hit me up on any of those uh, platforms and um, we'll get you connected and get you in our newsletter system and keep you up to date. And uh, Wendell Gilliard is, is one of the sponsors of this event this weekend also. Shout out to Wendell Gilliard, representative, the honorable representative Wendell Gilliard. Great man, doing great things. And I, I just wanna say here on camera, like I've, I've, I've followed you for quite some time, you know, as, a, as, as a, black, a black boy growing up in the city of North Charleston. And, you know, when people would talk about, you know, young black men doing great things, the name Quadro Campbell always came up. So you, you've definitely um, paved the way for people like myself um, and a lot of young black men who have been, you know, coming up through the game and trying to trying to figure out how how can I make a difference? How can I be a part of how can I be a part of the progress that that, that has happened? So I want to thank you for that um, here on camera because I, I I believe in giving people their flowers while they're here. 
I don't want to wait till you're not here with us anymore. And then I'm like, let me, I wanted to tell Quadro how dope he was. So thank you, man, for, for what you do. And if there's, if there's ever anything that you're doing with anything that you're doing that you want to promote, please do not, do not hesitate to reach out, man. I'd love to have you back on the show to talk about what you're doing and, and promote it and, and uplift it and uplift you in any way I possibly can. Hey man, good work. You you keep it up, brother. Yeah, um, you're definitely making an impact. Yeah, you know I mean, education you out here in the media world. You know, keep doing your thing, man. And um, whatever I can do to support you and uh, give you a platform or, or to give what you're doing um, a, a, another avenue to get your word out. You know, let me know. Praise God. Thank you so much. And I'm going to take you up on that. Trust All me. Right, I, I, will take, <laughs> I will take All you right. up on that. All right. Well, let me go ahead and uh, wrap this up then. Uh, do you have any parting thoughts? Um, just uh, come on out Saturday, everyone. Um, remember, um, we have to stay vigilant. We have to keep this going, um, but we have to be focused and strategic. Um, and when this the dust, dust when this dust settles, we can look back and be proud of what we've accomplished for the next generation. Absolutely, well said. With that said, I'm going to wrap this show. Uh, thank you to everybody for watching, man. Like, thank you everybody who watching. Rather you watched it live or on replay. Thank you so much for taking the time to do it. Um, you didn't have to, but you did, and it means a lot to me that you did. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, reminder that the show is now uh, every week. I do my show normally on Wednesday Wednesday nights, but sometimes I do them on different times. As you can see, it is Thursday afternoon, and I'm recording the show. So normally every Sunday, uh, sorry, every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. is my local celebrity spotlight. Um, next week I actually am still lining up my guest for next week um it could be quite a few people um but i have stella williams lined up for uh, probably tuesday uh we have oh my gosh wednesday sharika myers of low brothers uh, low herbie's low herbie's uh, virtual school so many people doing so many great things that i want to make sure i shine a light on so make sure you're tuning in next week to find out about those things um, in the meantime, follow me on social media to stay up to date on what's happening with Real Talk with Rajan. And do not hesitate, do not hesitate to reach out and let me know if you have any questions, complaints, or anything about this show. Um, I, I love doing this and I love getting your feedback. So please make sure you leave me a comment, uh, leave me a, a review on my uh, Facebook page or anywhere about how you feel about the show. Thank you all for watching. Um, and yeah, that's what's going to end it right there. If a man doesn't stand for something, he's bound to fall for anything, and that's real talk. Peace.